0: First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First
1: Coming Attractions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware. Today, we will be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Boss Baby Back in the Crib, Prehistoric Planet, Breeze Bake Off Challenge, Downton Abbey, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion, and the villains of Valley View. Right now, we are going to talk to Catherine about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How are you, Catherine? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So I personally have had a chance to review this film and I loved it. So can you tell us about Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for those who haven't seen it?
2: Of course. So Dr. Stephen Strange uh, encounters a 14-year-old named America Chavez who has the power to travel the multiverse. The only problem is she does not know how to control it. So Dr. Strange will like Join with his old allies and also new allies to, you know, go on an adventure that pushes the limits of the multiverse.
1: Yeah, and it's a pretty interesting plot. Yeah, for sure. So, what did you like the most about the film?
2: I would say the special effects were basically, yeah, that was basically my favorite just because it was so crazy how it looks so realistic i mean of course it's the high standards of marvel but it looks more and more realistic with every movie so i just thought that it was super cool because it showed all sorts of like fight scenes and magic and witchcraft and like scary creatures it's just it's insane
1: and I would have to agree with you. One thing I mentioned when I was doing my review is how just the part when they were traveling through a bunch of different dimensions, like at one time, not like the different parts, but at one time you saw like the pink dimension, the dimension when they were a million Oh, that pieces. was so
2: cool. Yeah. It was crazy,
1: but it was definitely cool. For sure. Yes. So why should people go out to watch Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness?
2: I would say just because if you're a fan of Marvel or like WandaVision or like Doctor Strange, anything that has to do with the multiverse, it's a very good watch. It's super entertaining. It's super action-packed. I was at the edge of my seat for basically the whole movie. It was just it it was a lot of fun to watch. I know, and there's lots of plot twists, like it makes
1: the perfect film. For sure. <laughs> yes.
2: So what did you think
1: about how this film was developed? Because I know there were some references to other Marvel movies in general, like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. Uh, how do you feel that this f- uh, film was developed in, term of, in terms of the references to other movies, but also coming off with of the first movie?
2: Right. So I think that it was like developed well enough where somebody who has like watched all of the Marvel movies has seen No Way Home and WandaVision could like be like oh that's what that's from like yay but also people who have maybe only seen like the first one could also understand it even if they have like not much background but I would say it was it was a lot of fun to see all the references and even references to things that like Weren't directly in the MCU. I thought that that was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, for sure, and they definitely do a pretty good job on explaining who each person or uh, each reference was. Mm -hmm. So, talk a little bit about the acting in the film because you know we have Stephen Strange, who is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. We have Wanda, aka the Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen. So, what did you think about the acting performances?
2: The acting was incredible. I really liked socho uh, Gomez, Rachel McAdams, and then also Elizabeth Olsen. I liked Elizabeth Olsen because I'm I can't say anything, but her character like it was really developed and it really like sheds a new light on her character and she gets more complex. Uh, I also like Sochil Gomez because um, she, she plays America Chavez and she's like, it's very refreshing to have a new character and she's like, it's a very powerful performance and I, I hope to see her soon again. And then also I liked Rachel McAdams because she's like girl boss. <laughs> of course.
1: Yeah, I love how they added in, I think a little bit of what you were mentioning, the thing with America and how she's a new character. It really represents a lot for the film. Yeah. So another thing that you mentioned was MCU. Mm -hmm. So what MCU shows or movies may anyone want to watch before seeing this one?
2: Yeah, uh, I would say for Doctor Strange, the first one, um, definitely, definitely WandaVision maybe loki just to get an understanding of the multiverse but that one's not as necessary right um maybe captain marvel maybe oh what if what if uh is probably one to watch um and then uh there's also this isn't i don't think it's in the MCU but it's like technically marvel like fantastic four um, An X-Men, though that's not entirely necessary, um, just might be fun to watch. So stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I would say that that's what I would. Rec- and maybe Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree. Some of the characters I kind of had to like look up. I was like, OK, who's this? Who's this? Right. But I think it's definitely something like, as you were saying, it's one of those movies that you can watch without having to see
2: the other ones. But at the same time, it would help explain a lot. For sure. Yeah. It's, I would recommend watching it, but also like it's not necessary, but it would help a lot. (laughs) For sure.
1: So for my last question, what star rating and age recommendation do you give Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and where can people find it?
2: All right. So I gave it five out of five stars and I recommended it to ages 11 to 18 uh, plus adults. It was like a bit violent. And yeah. there were some scenes that were kind of like frightening to the faint of heart. Um, right. Marvel fans also will love this, but it comes out in theaters on May 6th.
1: All right. Well, thank you for speaking with me today, Catherine, about oh, Doctor Strange is. and the Multiverse of Madness. And I hope everybody listening goes and sees it. It's an amazing film. For sure. Thank you. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking with Catherine about Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And now we will talk to Catherine about Boss Baby Back in the Crib. How are you? I'm good. Back again. (laughs) Yes. It's always good to be back. Always sets the feel for the next interview. Of
2: course. (laughs) So tell us about Boss Baby Back in the Crib. So uh, Boss Baby, known as Theodore Templeton, he's all grown up. And he's in a big business, but he gets framed for embezzlement by his employees. So the FBI starts chasing him and he's forced to turn in to his baby self again and hide with his brother, his older brother, Tim. Uh, and then he rejoins uh, Baby Corp and then goes on like secret missions and adventures with like a, a couple former, um former characters, but also a bunch of new characters, which were a lot of fun to see.
1: Yeah, I am a fan of the Boss Baby movies and even the series. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get to review this one, but I'm definitely looking forward to watching it. (laughs) For sure. So what were some things that you found interesting from this film?
2: Well, I was surprised that they were coming out with another Boss Baby thing, and they still managed to keep it fresh, which I thought was really cool that they could still do that. Um, yeah I guess that's what I would say I found the most interesting
1: yeah and that's good because normally when series run for like a long time uh, no matter if it's movie series or general series eventually it's just like and well mainly what movie series but it's like sometimes they're just producing the same thing just in a different (laughs) yeah just in a different setting in a sense
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's really good
1: yeah why should other people, especially like families, go watch this?
2: Well, it's a it's a great family movie. It's great for younger kids because they'll be entertained by the action. And then also the parents will relate to it as, you know, parents because Tim is a parent. And then it's like it's about their family. So I, it's like honestly a little it's a great little family show.
1: Yeah, It really is. Um, I mean, of course, I haven't seen this one, but just in general,
2: it's the whole franchise is good for the family.
1: It really is. So kind of already talked about the relationship of the film with like the other series, with the series and even the other movies. But how do you think that this film stands differently? Like we were talking about how sometimes it feels like they're telling the same story. How do you feel like this one stands differently from the previous movies?
2: Well, it's obviously like a different storyline. There's a new CEO. um, And then there's also, uh, there's just like a whole new crew of people. And then there are also like, we get to explore more of like Tabitha and Tina who were in the second movie. So that keeps it like nice and fresh because we get to not exactly fresh, but like newer because we didn't get to fully develop all those characters, I guess. So it's great to see them in um, another installment.
1: Yeah, that I cannot wait to watch this film (laughs) from your description. Yeah. So, So for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating do you have for this film? And when and where can people find it?
2: Yeah, so I gave it four out of five stars and then I recommended it for ages six to 11. And then also adults, And then it comes out on Netflix, May 19th.
1: All right. That's even better. I look forward to watching it. For sure.
2: (laughs) Thank you for speaking
1: with me again, Catherine.
2: It was great to talk to you again. (laughs) You too. Let's take a break.
1: I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Kids First Daddying Film Festival, which you can join online from June 13th to June 20th, 2022.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place.
3: For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday.
2: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film
1: review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Catherine on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Catherine on Boss Baby Back in the Crib. Now we are going to be talking with Madeline about Prehistoric Planet. How are you today? Good, thank you. Yes, I'm super excited to learn about this docuseries and I can't wait to learn more about it. So what did you think about prehistoric planet?
4: I thought it was amazing. I mean, the imagery was very well done. It was obviously animated dinosaurs, but they were so realistic. It looked like you could reach out and touch them and actually feel real skin.
1: So almost like a 3D feel. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
4: So can
1: you tell us what the prehistoric planet is about?
4: So it's mostly about dinosaurs and its habitats and how they live and that they're not big scary animals they're actually just creatures that are trying to survive. Yeah that's definitely
1: something pretty cool. So what did you learn from watching Prehistoric Planet?
4: I learned a lot of things about dinosaurs one and two about their environments and how much they've changed.
1: And like what would you say i don't know i don't think that would really be a spoiler like what did you learn about how much they changed over time
4: well so every year and mostly in the desert the sand mostly creates new places and then when a rain comes it could create totally different surroundings
1: that's actually really cool i never knew that that sounds amazing
4: so what was your
1: favorite part of this docu-series?
4: Since there's a lot of animals in it, I'll probably just say my favorite uh, one, because there's five episodes f- each different habitat. I like right. desert the most. And my favorite animal, it's kind of hard to pronounce. It's... I'll just say another one that I like, uh, the T-Rex.
1: Yeah, T-Rex is definitely a good dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think it would be like to actually be part of a universe where dinosaurs still existed?
4: I think it'd be one, pretty cool. If I was in the world, I'd probably wish that I was invisible. (laughs) (laughs) and I could just watch the dinosaurs because then I'd be a predator and... So what
1: things did you already know about dinosaurs going into watching this docu-series?
4: I really didn't know a lot about them, but now I know a whole bunch more. Before, I probably knew that they lived 66 million years ago and a few more facts and that's probably it.
1: Yeah, so this is definitely something Good for kids to watch to learn more about dinosaurs, especially if there's someone who's really interested in them.
4: Yes, this would be a good uh, series for them.
1: Yeah. So what made you actually want to watch Prehistoric Planet?
4: Well, just by seeing the trailer, it was amazing. Like, it was, everything just looks so good that you just had to watch it. And... I kind of wanted to know more about dinosaurs since I knew just a little bit about them. And that's why. Yeah, I think
1: this is like one of those things. And that's the one thing that I do love about series is that they teach you things um, that you wouldn't know before about whatever the topic is.
4: And, and that I got to go to a red carpet and interview the talent.
1: Oh, that's cool. What was it like doing that?
4: Well, since it was my first carpet, red carpet, it was, I was kind of nervous, but there was this lady that helped me out there and it was really fun after.
1: Yeah, I remember I have done, I think two red carpets before. And I remember the first time I was doing it, I also was there with someone else and it made it a whole lot better. But then also I love talking. So it was a little bit easy, but I definitely understand how nervous you probably were. Yeah. So for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating would you give this docu-series and when and where can we find it?
4: So I would probably give this a five out of five and I would probably say maybe nine to 18 plus adults. And it comes out May 23rd.
1: All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you for speaking with me, Madeline. This was fun. Thank you. Yep. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just talked to Madeline on Prehistoric Planet. And right now we are going to listen to Madeline's interview with the cast and crew of Prehistoric Planet.
4: Hi, I'm Madeline H. for Porn for Kids First, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to you from the red carpet for the premiere of the global debut of Apple TV Plus docudrama Prehistoric Planet. Hi, hi Andrew. It's so
3: uh, well,
0: did you know like a lot about dinosaurs before making this series? I knew some
5: about that. Di- I would say I, I love dinosaurs as a, ki- as a kid. You know, I, I definitely, but I never got as deeply into it as my son has. My my son is now 12, 13 actually this year. But he he loves dinosaurs, and so it was like I kind of wanted to make it for him because I knew how much he loved them. And at the same time, I love all animals. I'm like a I'm an animation director by trade. I've been directing on this one, but I love making things move, making things feel believable and alive. You know, and I think that's one of the things that you know making. Dinosaurs dinosaurs feel real it's a
6: magic trick and it's it's really fun to do yeah. my favorite thing my favorite thing was that I got to work with all these people who make science shows because normally we make big movies you know like that you see in the theater like we worked on The Lion King together and Jungle Book together for di- you know for uh, anyway and <laughs> and uh, so we, we make those kinds of movies but this time we got to make something with all these cool scientists, who also like to tell great stories. But everything is true, you know. Everything is like it really could have happened. And we got to say, "Ooh, this could have happened," and all sit around and figure it out and talk about it. Is that is that too much? Would a dinosaur really do that? And like, if maybe not. Okay, maybe we don't do that idea. And as soon as you find the right ideas. You find, wow, you know, like the real world and real animals and real nature is almost more crazy and weird and wonderful than uh, than stories sometimes, right? Like, it's amazing. So you got to discover all this and learn all this cool stuff while we were making a super cool stories.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you. For kids who are learning about dinosaurs, what do you hope they discover by watching these series. Well, I hope people learn that dinosaurs
6: aren't big monsters. And the more we learn scientifically from the fossils and what we know about the behavior of these animals, they're actually really sensitive creatures that have a very rich emotional life. They traveled in packs, they had family structures, they weren't just monsters with fangs and claws that were always fighting.
4: Thank you. That's it? Okay. Hi.
3: first. Hi. Hi.
4: What was your favorite dinosaur discovery?
3: My favorite dinosaur discovery? Um, the first discovery, let me have a think. Um, I think, well, let me tell you my favorite dinosaur first, then I'll tell you my favorite discovery. How about that? So my, my, well, my favorite dinosaur does change, but at the moment, today... It's a, I like the little guys I, I, and there's, I, I like the big ones too but there's a little one called du- uh, Mononychus and he's got a little claw and he's got a lovely little furry face and I just love his character and the, and the way we filmed it he, he, I think you feel, you get excited about what he's going to do so he's my favourite, my favourite discovery I think is the the big do you know what, you know what an dark it is, they're these massive great pterosaurs that they flew, of course, the biggest animals that have ever flown. But this one, they, they also hunted on the ground. And we didn't know that particularly. They have a huge beak. And I think if you ask me what's the scariest animal that was around then, it's not T-Rex. It's one of those. It's one called Hatsugotrex is his name. It's got a big, great crest on its head, huge beak. And it stalks around the forest looking for prey. I think that's pretty amazing. Animal. Thank you. Oh great. Well, I had,
4: uh, Thank you.
3: Did, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the show? Yes, very much. Fan. Do you like dinosaurs, dinosaurs? now I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I'm a wildlife film I've done that all my life. And I I've always been interested in, in dinosaurs, but I was never a geek. Whereas I'm now a geek. I'm now a dinosaur geek like everybody else. So, yeah. Anyway, great great to meet you and one of the main guys Thank you.
4: I'm Madeline H. reporting for Kids First. Thank you. Bye. Let's take a
1: break. I'm Tian Sermons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Kids First Daddying Film Festival, which you can join online from June 13th to June 20th, 2022.
0: Consumers.
6: On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable
5: heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas,
6: opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road,
5: live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice
6: America Empowerment
5: Channel.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Tiana Sermons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Boss Baby Back in the Crib, Prehistoric Planet, and now we are going to talk to Hanadi on Breeze Bake Off Challenge. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yes, I know this is your first show. So, how are you feeling? I'm um, a bit nervous, to be honest. You don't have to worry. I'm super fun, super energetic. The questions are easy. easy. I know you're going to nail it. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So Breeze Bake Off Challenge. I am a fan of baking shows. I mean, I love a good challenge. So talk to us about Bree's Bake Off Challenge.
7: So Bree's Bake Off Challenge is about a young girl. Her name is Bree Hayes, and her school is having a spring Bake Off Challenge. She really wants to win, but she has a couple of hiccups along the way before she can make it to her path to victory. So it's a lot of emotions in this film, but it, for the most part, it's very, very upbeat and you feel like you're watching a baking show while in the halls of the middle school.
1: Yeah, that is amazing. That sounds like a like relatable and enjoyable movie I would love to watch. It really is. <laughs> yes. So what drew ju- like, ju- you towards the show or made you want to review it or this movie?
7: I personally love baking competitions. So I that would be interesting to see a middle school baking challenge. And I also just love watching baking in general.
1: What's your favorite baking show?
7: Uh, Probably Nailed It.
1: Oh, I like that one too. Do you like baking yourself? Um,
7: personally, I don't think I can bake that well.
1: Well, if you could, what would be the first thing you would want to make?
7: I would probably want to make like one of those fully decorated cakes.
1: Ooh, that would be cool. If you ever make it, invite me. I would love to try some. <laughs> <laughs> so what was this show or this movie like and what things did you think were done well?
7: Um, I think that the acting was done very well. Um, I think they did a really good job of feeling like you're watching a competition, but also keeping that
1: relatable And this kind of school and young girl kind of things in it. Yeah, and that makes it more appealing or makes kids want to watch it more. Yeah. Yes. So what about the different foods baked on the show and what did you think of them?
7: So they had to bake like no baked cheesecakes. They had a bake sale with cookies and brownies. And those are the main desserts baked on there.
1: Wow, that's that sounds delicious. They looked very delicious. I'm sure. So what can people get out of watching Breeze Bake Off Challenge? I
7: think the the I think the one thing, the really big and important thing that they could have got out of this was probably to always keep going, no matter how many hiccups happen, no matter what's happened, always keep going.
1: Amazing message. So for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating would you give this movie and when and where can we find it?
7: Well, I give Breeze Bake Off Challenge a 4 out of 5 stars and recommend it for ages 8 to 14 plus adults. Breeze Bake Off Challenge is available now on HBO Max.
1: All right. Well, I definitely have to go and watch it. It Sounds amazing based on the description you gave. And as I told you in the beginning, you were going to nail it and you did. Thank you. (laughs) you're welcome thank you for speaking with me thank you for having me you're welcome you are listening to kids first coming attractions today we have been talking with Hanadi on breeze bake off challenge and now we will be talking with heather about downton abbey a new era how are you today i am great how about yourself I'm doing great. Excited to be learning about this film. I was actually supposed to go review it, but I never got a chance to. So for people who don't know, yeah. So for people who don't know like myself, what is Downton Abbey a new era about?
5: So it follows the Crawley family that we've already known for almost 12 years now. It picks up right after the first movie. Um so tom branson who's one of the guys he's getting married and then violet crawley the dowager countess she finds out that she has recently become in possession of a villa in the south of france so her son gets really like kind of weirded out by it so he goes to investigate why she has this new villa in france and then meanwhile lady mary has to like control this new film crew that's coming in to Downton because they want to use the estate as their set for the new film
1: wow that sounds like a very interesting but also a little busy plot
5: yeah it was but I liked how the writing like sort of balanced out all the situations that were going on like it was it was like a nice 50 50 so we
1: got to see the best of all of our characters that's amazing yeah. So how do you feel this movie was transitioning from the first movie? Like, was it just a perfect blend, something that or was it something that you could see without having to see the first movie?
7: It was a perfect blend to
5: see. it. You don't really have to watch the show per se, but the first one, the first movie would actually be really important because that's where Tom meets his new wife. And just to get the feel of what's going on at Downton, who are these people, who are these characters and why should we love them? And just seeing the first movie will really emphasize the, situ- the situations that they're in and the choices that they make.
1: Yeah, that sounds incredible.
5: It was. I really loved it. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, what was your favorite part of this film and what made it stand out? So, there's a scene at the end of the
5: movie where the film crew has come into downtown and they're filming their final scene. And they have lost all of their extras, like all the professional actors that they had because they won't be able to pay them. They all quit. So they all improvise and get the staff to fill in the spots for the extras. And it was so funny because these people who have never been dressed up in fancy glamour clothes are now wearing these Victorian era dresses because that's where the, the new film takes place. And it's so funny to see like all of them just trying to act and they're all like really bad at it. And then they're all just like <laughs> gossiping. And then you have the Crawley family. So it's like every single character was in that scene. It was just marvelous.
1: Wow. I would have loved to see that. Like imagine just minding your business on set, doing your thing. And then you're, they're like, oh, yeah, dress up in some fancy clothes and just go out and do something you've never, ever done, had no experience with. I couldn't imagine.
5: It was crazy. And then I got to talk to some of the stars about the movie and they had told me that that was probably their favorite scene to film or just like that they had the best time doing it. And you can see that.
1: Yeah, well, I definitely have to check it out because that sounds amazing.
5: It really was. I really enjoyed the movie. I feel like it's a nice, easy, breezy movie and it's just a lot of fun to watch. I love all those characters so much and to be able to return back to Downton and that era and the Crawley family. I just, I miss them when we don't have any Downton content coming in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I haven't, I haven't seen the first movie, but I'm definitely going to see both of them. <laughs> should. Yes. So for my last question, what age recommendation and star rating would you give Downton Abbey a new era and when and where can we find it?
5: I am going to say that I'm going to give it five out of five stars and I'm going to recommend it for ages 14 to 18 plus adults. And it premieres only in theaters May 18th, 2022.
1: All right. Well, I look forward to getting a chance to go see it. And thank you for speaking with me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. No problem. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana Simmons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Kids First Daddying Film Festival, which you can join online from June 13th to June 20th, 2022.
0: Consumers. Join the Voice America
7: Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids Series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on kids' first coming attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids Series, every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment.
2: starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review
1: or celebrity interview is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, tiana sermons from delaware and you are listening to kiss first coming attractions we've been talking about dr strange in the multiverse of madness boss baby back in the crib prehistoric planet breeze bake-off challenge and downtown abbey next up we will be speaking with heather on ultraviolet and black scorpion who are you heather hi i'm great how about you I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk to you about this series. I actually do know one of the actors who play in this. So, and I, when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, Scarlett Estevez. So I'm excited to learn more about it.
5: Yeah, it's a really great show. And Scarlett, she's just a total powerhouse. I really loved how she portrayed Violet, who is the main character. Violet uh, finds this luchador mask. She's of Mexican descent. So she finds this Luchelor mask that has power and then gives her the power of super speed. And then she loves her uncle Cruz. And then she finds out that he's the masked, a uh, superhero named black scorpion. So he tries to keep her out of the superhero business, but she just wants to be a superhero. She wants to like prove herself to her family and to society that she's not a total failure. So these two characters are like conflicting and it's just a battle of like family and about superheroes. And then the ultimate, uh, the ultimate fight is superheroes against villains
1: yeah that sounds like a very interesting movie and i've never really heard or sorry a series and i've never really heard of a plot like that where it's about family but then at the same time it's like superheroes versus villains that's a really interesting plot
5: it really is and then these two actors they're working together so well they have like these like nice tender moments of family but then like once they put on their masks they're like oh I don't want you to be here and then Scarlet, I mean Violet she just like wants to be a black scorpion sidekick and she's just like let me fight I want to do it and then of course Uncle Cruz is trying to be like the nice caring uncle and protect her but the world is very violent and Violet has to learn that.
1: Yeah it's also a very great message and something that Uh, kids should also learn uh, as well
5: exactly I was able to relate to Violet a lot I got to speak to Scarlett and I told her that I really did feel like I could see myself in Violet just because as like a, a Hispanic person to see like a Hispanic superhero and then not only that but that she's like a teenager and she's like super relatable she's just like I don't know what to do like nobody really pays attention to me like I don't know what I'm doing and she's just trying to find her her place in the world and I could really relate to that on several levels
1: (laughs) yeah I think that's definitely something that we all can relate to and that's the thing this is a Disney series so they always have a message like that where everyone can relate exactly so for my last question what age recommendation and star rating would you give this show and when and where can we find it
5: I would rate it five out of five stars, and I probably would recommend it for ages eight to 11, plus adults, the parents, the parents who watch the shows with their kids. And you can find it on Disney Channel, premieres on Disney Channel, June 3rd.
1: All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to watching it. Oh, of course. Thank you for talking about it, Heather. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we have been speaking with Heather about Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. Now we are going to be talking to Heather about the villains of Valley View. So no need to ask, how are you? You know, <laughs> you've been on it for the last couple of segments, but I am excited to be speaking with you about the villains of Valley View. So let's get right into it. Uh, what is the villains of Valley View about? So
5: the villains of Valley View follows the Madden family, who they are ex-villains. They used to be in like this super villain league, but they leave. And so what happens is they have to go to Texas and they're in hiding and they don't know what to do and how to fit into society. And then, of course, they're villains. So they have like a like a really bad attitude about everything and they don't know who they can trust, but they're hiding from the super villain league want to attack them and put them in jail and then of course the superheroes who know who they are and know what bad things they have done
1: well wow, that sounds pretty cool and this is another disney series so that's even even more amazing
5: it really is like it's the creator who did lab rats so it's funny to see how he created like this family of like superheroes the bionic Kids, and then now he's doing the complete opposite, and he's bringing us a family of villains. So, I'm actually really hoping for a crossover between uh, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion and the Madden family. I think that would be really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree. So, what did you think about the villains of Valley View, and what things did you like about it?
5: Oh my god, I loved everything. I really loved this show. I think it for the first time in a couple of years, you know, I'm older i'm a little older i'm like 16 years old so to watch a disney channel that will really engage me it's kind of hard nowadays but i really loved the villains of valley view i'm so excited for it to premiere so i can see more and more episodes the family the madden family is just so funny they're just amazing all the actors have an incredible chemistry the powers i love their suits it kind of gives off like some henry danger vibes i know it's on nickelodeon Mm -hmm. but their suits are really cool um each one has like their own attitude and you know you have jake who is just trying to be normal he wants to put his villain life behind him and then you have amy who she's just like i'm a villain that's who i'm meant to be i'm not meant to be normal so it's a lot of internal and external conflict which is really interesting to watch especially in a disney channel show
1: yeah and i love films like that like i feel like There's a lot of films, especially Disney, as far as I can think of, uh, that have plots like that. So I look forward to watching this. Absolutely. Me, too. Yes. So what kind of families or just people in general do you think will mostly enjoy uh, watching the villains of Valley View? I know you kind of mentioned Henry Danger, even though that is on Nickelodeon. But what kind of families do you think would enjoy watching this the most?
5: To be honest with you, I think this can engage a lot of audiences, of course, the younger ones, the ones who are like 10, 11 years old, who they're like starting to find out like, like harder comedy is not so like, nice and sweet. It's like a lot edgier comedy, which is kind of fun. Um, older kids who are like 14, 15, might also like it. And then of course, bringing in this vibe of lab rats anybody who watched it growing up just like i did probably in the 16 17 18 year olds they'll probably enjoy watching it with their younger siblings or just watching it for themselves and of course the parents shout out to the parents who are always watching disney channel shows with us i'm sure they'll (laughs) love it of course it's hard to find kids shows that they'll like this is definitely one of them
1: all right well i'll definitely have to watch it with my mom (laughs) of course let me know if you like it i will So for my last question, this has been super fun, super amazing. What age recommendation and star rating will you give the villains of Valley View and when and where can we find it?
5: I have to give it a five out of five stars. I'd give it 10 if I could. It was amazing. I loved it so much. I (laughs) recommend it for ages 11 to 14, plus the parents, plus the adults. And you can find it uh, premieres the same day as Ultraviolet and the Black Scorpion, June 3rd, 2022.
1: All right. Well, I got two movies to look or two series to look forward to. Yes. And just, I know. And I've loved talking to you, your energy, everything. I just want to watch everything that you've talked about.
5: Oh, that makes me so happy. I love being on the radio show.
1: Yes. And I love speaking with you. (laughs) Thank you. You're an excellent host. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I look forward to speaking with you again, Heather. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on press for kids kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Kids First Daddying Film Festival, which you can join online from June 13th to June 20th, 2022. Again, I'm Tia Simmons from Delaware, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.